This is the Uplink Marketing Podcast. My name is Evan Chastine, and I'm the founder and CEO of Uplink Marketing. This episode is part two of my conversation with Patrick Ashmead. He is the Director of Client Success at Uplink Marketing, uh, but he's also wearing a lot of other hats as we look to scale and grow in 2021. So here is the continuation of that conversation. Thanks for listening. Uplink was in a weird place too for the first three months of this year. So Uplink's been around for five years. This year, it became more than just me. We and we started hiring employees and and putting together a plan to grow. So January, we didn't have a solid website. We didn't have a solid brand. We didn't have a solid podcast, and we weren't running our own paid ads. And those were all the things that we were trying to sell to other people. The weird, the the part that made that weird. Whereas if if we were going about it in a typical way, that w- those would be the first things that we'd put in place. But we had contracts and money coming in the door that needed attention on day one, which is a a great place to be, and it vied for our attention to the point where some things got put on the back burner that can no longer be put on the back burner for the business to grow. And I think this is the decision-making process. It's like January 1, what do we focus on? Well, it's not our branding. It's not our podcast. It's not our paid ads because there's somebody paying us to do something for them today that has to get done. So we must go do that. And then at some point, the, the, the weight of the scale shifts to, yes, people are paying us to do something for them, but for us to have a sustainable business and bring in new revenue, which is necessary for sustainable business, we have to shift our focus. But data tells that story. By looking at revenue, looking at forecasts, the data guided that whole story to say, now's the time to get a website up. Now's the time to start the podcast. Now's the time to start doing some paid ads so that we can show with our data the benefit of doing these things and hopefully serve you and help you do these things really well as well yeah absolutely oh this is a fun question i have for you this is the last question well i think there was there was one other question kind of in the mix and i think we we pivoted okay i don't know if pivoted is a word we made a pivot where it was talking about presenting data oh yeah um, as a story as a story i think that's a huge one especially with what i'm attempting to do working with clients and existing data I and mean, some of the requests that we've we've gotten i thought about this a lot this morning, I mean, really throughout my career too. And I think also one other thing, side note on all of this is I think this will be really fun in a few years to go back and listen to this. Hmm. I was thinking about this, like, you know, my, my thoughts and my opinions and everything, like I know we're going to change over five or 10 years or, you know, whatever it might be, which I think is one big reason why I've always tried to lean into to mentors, people who have experience with this you know, I mean, there's always like those hard lessons that you just got to learn on your own too. Right. But listening to them and their perspective. Even is, a mentor can guide you into those though too. Yeah. It, it, you know, a mentor can say, hey, you just have to go through something hard and, and there's value and knowing that and there's, I'm getting a little off topic here, but I think what you're saying is really cool because there is something to listening to other people learn and learning from what they've learned. And part of that is people who are, doing great things in the world one of their lessons at some point or another is going to be you're going to have to do something hard 
Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. And, and that's going to be the only way to learn this, which is actually encouraging. Like, it's not a discouraging message. It means that whenever something hard comes up, you say, oh, good, I'm on the right track. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, that's one of those things, too, getting the chance and opportunity to work with people who have a ton of experience that like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm new. And you know, whether it's experience of people I've worked with in a previous job, who've just been in their own industry for years, or, you know, you guys who have different experiences, like learning from people is always really huge, really important. But going back to the the data, one thing I, I was told early on by some, my previous manager was, you know, I, I like the spreadsheets. I like the data. You've got to understand your audience though. And who are you sending this to? Who are you presenting this to? The the file that I would send another, you know, at the time I'm thinking another financial analyst, well, I can send them a pretty rough version of the file because they want to see all those details. That's going to help them where they're at. If I'm sending this file to an executive level or a VP or even the CFO, if I know it's going to end up on the CFO's desk, I'm not going to send nearly the same kind of file. It's it's going to be what I pulled out from the data, probably on a slide, on a deck, part of a presentation. And it's just going to be, you know, I, I have to know that that person, they just want the high level points so they can make their decision. They don't need or want or have the time for all those details. So that's when it comes into knowing the audience and trying to play to your audience and tell the story that they want and that they need based on, you know, where they're at. And I think that's a, that's a big part of it. You know, the other part is asking the right questions to understand what they want or they need. Cause you can always assume that, Oh, this is what they need or this is what they want. But if you don't understand their business, you know, where are they coming from? Where are they at? Like what's going on in their world? You, you may not present the right story at all, or you might not hit the right data points to help them make the best decision. So I think that that's huge. Yeah. And there's something even there too. If, if you send the downside of not sending the right presentation or, or file or telling the right story or, or the story that needs to be told for that individual is they're going to end up telling a story, right. whether you tell one or not. So if, if you have the ability to guide the story, whether you're presenting information that's positive in their, their favor and you want to tell the story to show them that it's in their favor, or sometimes you do have to present data that's like, hey, this isn't going well, and here's the story around it not going well, it still benefits everybody involved for the, the person who's getting that data and, and presenting to a decision maker to give them the most accurate story possible so that they can make the, the best decision for their organization as possible. But they're going to tell a story whether you tell one or not. And it's good to be involved in being able to help them understand what they're looking at. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think one of the fun parts about, you know, this journey I'm embarking on with Uplink is getting to be in the role of being an advocate for the client, which is why I ask a ton of questions, right. kind of questioning everything in the sense that like, you know, these questions are going to come my way, come our way. We've got to be able to articulate it. And so, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, they're going to read whatever we're sending, whether it's a report, kind of the raw data that they're seeing on their end. They're going to tell their own story. So being a part of that for a few reasons is important. And it's getting to celebrate in the success of what we're doing, you know, partnering with them 
helping them drive, you know, whether it's just driving leads because that's where they're at in their journey is that yeah, they just need to build a, a lead list for, you know, generating emails as part of their strategy. Or if it's just all the way down to the, the point in the funnel where it's generating sales. So there's getting to celebrate in that and tell that story to them, which is an exciting thing. Yeah. And then the other side is when things aren't going well. And I think this is where I start kind of coming in asking questions. And a big part of what I'm doing there is understanding what are we doing? Why is it not working to be able to, to truthfully and honestly tell the client what's going on paired with a few strategies that are going to help, you know, turn that around. So it's kind of telling, guiding that story in a truthful, honest way where, Hey, things aren't going well, but here's some solutions. And I think that's a big part of what we do is, you know, meeting people where they're at because ultimately like, you know, we want to do a good job, partner with them. We value long-term clients. So it's when it's not going well, it's coming with solutions as well. It's a big part of it. So to even get there, I think this is our last question, to get to the place where you can tell a story, you've presented some pretty bleak data to me from time to time over the last month and a half. And you do so, so matter-of-factly. And I've commented to you, I'm like, you seem so emotionally uncharged. Just saying like, hey, Evan, here's some bleak data, X, Y, Z, you know, just want to let you know, here's kind of some thoughts around it. You tell a story with it. It's not a a very happy story, the ones I'm particularly thinking about, you know, but, and and in my mind, I'm like, Patrick seems so calm and and emotionally just uncharged looking at things that typically cause some sort of emotion excited or unexcited like you've presented exciting data too and you're not like i mean i I know you're smiling well you're kind of smiling in both you present them almost in the same way whether it's really exciting or really not as far as your just demeanor which is a, a very calm confident demeanor it's not a negative demeanor even if the data is negative so so my question is essentially how do you detach yourself or how do you separate yourself from being emotionally charged when looking at data and creating a story around it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's easy. I think maybe I've just done it for a while too. You know, I always try and tell myself this is easier said than done. I guess, you know, based on you know your compliment there, I appreciate it that maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm doing something right. <laughs> but I, I just don't think that you're going to make the best decision when emotions get in the mix. And I say easier said than done because, you know, I always tell myself like, Hey, like, just let's, let's look at the the facts, the logic, you know, the data that that's in front of us and make the best decision going forward. And let's, let's remove emotions from it, which I try to do because I, I, I really do, do believe that talking about these things, you know, sitting down together, you know, you and I, and kind of coming up with a game plan removing emotion from it is going to ultimately help us make the best decision easier said than done. I, you know, I can get fired up about stuff, you know, that, (laughs) um, in, in those moments, you know, it's, it's the, um, how would you put it? Like the human condition, right? It's like, we're all driven by our biases, um, emotions. So there's no, no way to completely remove it. Which is a way to almost immobilize it though. Uh, there's the jujitsu move, whenever those things come at me is to accept them instead of bringing 
for meeting them with my own force is like yeah if, if a negative emotion comes if i get worked up it you do kind of have this human condition mindset i don't know if we've talked much about this i think we've touched on it a little bit is yet you you accept it you you acknowledge what is and in doing so it almost loses a lot of its power yeah yeah it makes a lot of sense and i think being able to harness the emotion too because i mean there is there is a time and a place to get fired up, to get excited, to get upset, but channeling it in the right way. I think so. it's a big part of that. And I think when in those instances, I think you're talking about where I kind of present it very matter of fact, if, if I come in with a certain type of energy one way or another, I don't think it's going to help us make the best decision in that moment. So I think it, it's kind of paired with Removing yourself from it, looking at what's in front of you, evaluating, you know, everything that's in front of you. Hey, do we have all, is there any, is there anything we're missing? Do we need to add something to it? Do we need to, you know, tweak this forecast? You know, is there something just that we're, we're overlooking and having that discussion and then setting goals around it. And then I think that's the time to get charged up, get fired up about what we're doing and kind of heading in the right direction. Hmm. Um, Once you have some clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then, you know, you might be heading in the wrong direction. And I think that's where it kind of, you know, set a goal. You realize that you're kind of going down the wrong path. And I think it's by reevaluating, you know, I guess in my mind right now, I'm talking about like a monthly financial forecast, you know, evaluating there. And then once a quarter, we're going to have, you know, a meeting based on that. And, you know, we might get into Q3 and realize that, things didn't turn out. We, you know, we, we set some goals and we'd set, you know, ourselves down a certain path and it's, it's realizing quickly and pivoting from that and kind of right. always reevaluating by removing yourself, getting fired up, going towards a goal yep. and collecting yourself and reevaluating again. So it seems like there's two dangers there. One is never evaluating and, and finding out if you're actually headed towards your goals or not. And the other extreme would be evaluating too often and never getting fired up enough to, actually make any direction towards what you think the goal is in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is a good place to end. This has been a a really fun talk about data. There are some dangers in data. Don't evaluate it too often, but do evaluate it. Uh, Get some clarity, get charged up. Patrick, so happy to have you on the Uplink Marketing team. And if you're listening to this and you have questions about data and marketing, we would love to talk to you. Because this is something we're thinking about putting together more often. We would love to kind of comb through your data, see if there's anything there that could influence what you're currently doing with your marketing or even give you a plan for what to do moving forward. And and Patrick and I and our team are looking for opportunities to see if we have something there. Oh, something I told Hudson we were, we were going to say at the end of every podcast because it's been on my mind a lot over the last year and a half now is stay curious and stay connected which that seems very uh, the curiosity piece is very relevant to data staying curious is important to to finding the right data so if you would end the podcast by saying stay curious stay connected that'd be great yeah to all of our listeners out there stay curious and stay connected Mm -hmm.